And he's like, mm-hmm. told you I'd get you, my motherfucker. Yeah, fuck off. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we're going to go shopping for someone else's bedroom furniture. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. And Josh damn straight agrees. Let's go shopping for a bedroom furniture that they probably won't even want. Well, he's sassy tonight. (laughs) I'm Melanie, and I still have not figured that one out yet. Like, why? I don't know. The bourbon is flowing. I mean, the bed hadn't been used one too many times like it did with JR and Sue Ellen, so why the new furniture? Like, that's really going to make a difference? I yeah I don't get it. I don't we'll know. get there, but it doesn't make any <laughs> I don't sense. understand. We'll get there. A quick shout out to our Patreon members: Brendan Phillip, Captain America, Sheen Pie, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Thanks, guys. We haven't been on since the uh, big announcement, so we should probably share I know. that news. I would say that today. South Fork will live. It has okay, been and can you explain it? I read, the, I read the thing you sent, but can you explain it to our audience so I can re-understand it myself? It has been sold to Refined Hospitality <laughs> Concepts, which is a full-service management company. They specialize in— Are they a Dallas-based group? They are, just outside of the okay. Dallas okay. area. Good. So it's a local company. Good. And they specialize in corporate, private events, event venues, and in entertainment centers, and food, beverage, and dining concepts. So— uh, Running a place like South Fork is kind of right up their alley because it's a uh, enter- an entertainment venue, and Good. they they do have ideas. Uh, I'm actually going to email them through LinkedIn and just send them the stuff that I had posted, just so they have you know it doesn't hurt to send ideas, just to sure. let them have them and see what they want to do with them, but. There I just is peed no my pants coughing. Now you you peed because of the excitement that South Fork is going to stay right open. I put that right on the air just for you guys. No, I'm telling you, sorry. Yes, I did. I peed excitement. Yes. So hopefully we'll all get God down there and it. still do. We'll still do our podcast. We'd like to um, welcome Refined Hospitality Concepts to the Dallas family. Yeah, welcome to the Dallas family, guys. Hopefully they'll invite us to have like their big old shebang yes. rope cutting yeah, or ribbon cutting for your uh, housewarming party. Yeah, and they're they're all welcome on the podcast. Yes, but, um, that you know that would be cool. Get them on and like tell about why they bought it, what they're going to do. Like have like a DOA, but it's like a DOA intro, ah! get to know you, welcome party type of thing. Maybe even a live. Maybe. We need to we need to fly we'll down, see. don't we? Not too much longer. We have a, a barbecue coming up, and then we're going to do a live that day, aren't we? Is that a Mike's mm. Heart lemonade? It is. I'm sorry. It's really fucking oh my hot. God. It's, I know. So I'm but drinking a Mike's yay. Heart lemonade. It's like that. Mary looks like a Southerner right now. <laughs> That's because it's like a Mike's Heart lemonade. Can you say y'all? That's hilarious. Y'all. <laughs> oh my God, it's still sounding northern. You go, y'all. No, I'm sure Just I can't. Really. I have got to get all y'all. of y'all to the south and stay in my home, take you out to all the southern bars, and then have like a podcast live from the living room. In oh, the that'd south. be so fun. That'd be fun. We sleep over at Sarah's. And um, just a couple other things. Um, we are always talking about interesting podcasts and how we're doing Dallas an episode at a time. Uh, I just came across Boy Meets World. Uh, I know there are probably some people out there that watch that. Uh, Danielle Fischel, who played Topanga, Ryder Strong, who played Sean wow. Hunter, and Will Frito, who played Eric Matthews, are doing Pod Meets podcast. World podcast. I thought Mary posted that. Did you post it? I, I threw that up there. But, okay, because um, I just saw it real quick, but I thought Mary posted it. But I was like, I, I love that show. I just wanted to tag them and throw it out there. Just you know, give a little publicity. It. Maybe they'll see us and something like that. But uh, they've had William Russ, who played uh, the father. And um, they had William Daniels, who played Mr. Feeney. 
on already. Oh, I love Mr. Feeney. I thought he was dead. Nope. He is about 95 years old, thereabouts. So he's almost dead. Oh, my God. That's Because he was in The Graduate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But his, his most famous role uh, before Boy Meets World was Dr. Craig on St. Elsewhere, which he played for six years. And he also was the voice of Kit, the talking car and Knight Rider. I knew that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as Melanie said, the graduate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I was eating next to that guy at the last Comic-Con I went to. Who, William Daniels? Uh, the guy who, yeah, who was the voice of Kit from Knight yeah. Rider. Yeah, yeah. he was Mr. he was Mr. sitting Feeney. next to us. I was having I was having dinner with uh, Dana Ashbrook from Twin Peaks yeah. and uh, what's his Bobby face Blakes. from ti- from Titanic. Uh, Billy Zane. The bad guy. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. And uh, he was at the table next to us. John Justice Wheeler. John Justice Wheeler, yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, and he, he always goes to the Comic Cons with his wife, Bonnie Bartlett, who played yep, his wife yep. from St. Elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, they were sitting right. I didn't realize who they were uh, at the time. I just saw that they were an older couple. And then it was after we were done, they're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. And I was like, who? And they're like, the guy, because they had the Kit car there, too. Yeah. I love Kit. Long story, tell you later. Exactly. Right. So uh, just welcome to them for their yeah, podcast because yeah. they're going to go through uh, Boy Meets World uh, pretty much uh, like we are, but they're going to have cast members on as well. So That's cool. There's a lot of podcasts where they go through episode by episode. You know, this is not an original idea of mine, um, right. but it's I, I actually got this idea from listening to an Outlander podcast. So. <laughs> oh, my God. My daughter you know. loves Outlander. I haven't watched it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love Outlander, too. It is, it is historical fiction. Scotland and time travel, like and, and witches. Sign me up. Sign me uh, up. Uh, me too. I know. Real quick, I'm, I'm gonna. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to ask you real quick. Yeah. What's the name of the thing you just posted the other day to watch on Netflix? I told my husband. I wrote it down, but I lost it. <laughs> you said it's a documentary. And you're like, this is fucked up, and you were like, oh, watch girl this. In the, girl in the picture. Yes. Girl in the picture. Okay. Okay. Holy I got it. Shit. Yeah. I got it. It's a documentary on Netflix. It is. Crazy bananas. I okay, well, I'm home alone in the next it. three days, and so I'm going to watch that when I get home from okay. work. Do it. Do it. Okay. Okay, and I'm going to throw out just a couple birthdays real fast. Uh, William Smithers, Jeremy Wendell, turned Jeremy 95. Jeremy Wendell? 95 on the 10th of July. Oh, my God. Ken Kershaw would have his uh, 87th birthday on July 15th. Drink, drink to old Cliff. Oh, yeah. Cliff. The lovable loser. No. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Audrey Landers is 66 on the 18th. Wow. She looks really good for 66. I yep. love that their birthdays are so close together. Yeah. And Art Hindle, who played um, Jeff Faraday, uh, yeah. celebrates his birthday <laughs> on, on this episode. <laughs> yep. Celebrates July 21st, oh, yeah. born in 1948. And later in the month, we have Sasha Mitchell on the 27th. Uh, that's good enough for now. All right. Sasha. Okay. Spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tonight, we're talking about Season 5, Episode 6, Episode 83 of the series, The Big Shutdown. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> on Leland. We all want to get Vaughn's opinion of the loan, Jr. Well, that pretty well puts you in a catbird seat, doesn't it? Just what am I supposed to be buying? Information about Kristen's son. What does that mean? His father is here in Dallas. And you know Maybe if I had a child of my own. And if that's not possible, what's the use of living? A man we're sitting on, say, about uh, five million barrels of oil. He may just find himself on the way to the poorhouse. It is written by Arthur Bernard Lewis, directed by Leonard Katzman. So if you know if it's written by Arthur Bernard Lewis and directed by Leonard Katzman, this is a this is a big in story wise. Um, yep. And it aired November thirteenth, nineteen eighty one. Fourteen I'm, days for a birthday. <laughs> heck yeah! And uh, and who else's that, birthday? Christopher. Yeah. Number two. Um, <laughs> also this week. The week of November 13th, 1981, the number one billboard hit in the U.S. was, once again, Private Eyes by Hall & Oates. Private Eyes. Also, I saw in the U.K. the number one was a song I like even more than that, if it's possible, and that is Under Pressure by David Bowie. Under Pressure. And uh, uh, and Freddie Mercury. So, Uh, yes. Queen. 
Yes, no queen. <laughs> um, the number one film in the U.S. was Time Bandits, with, starring Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, and John Cleese, directed by Terry Gilliam. Huh. Sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always wanted to watch it, but I, I haven't, so maybe I will. Um, top news stories this week, kind of light news-wise. Ringo Starr released, oh, Rack My Brains. Um, the space shuttle Columbia became the first space shuttle ever reused on um, the double double e- we used them a bunch of times I think after that yeah but that's still double, scary <laughs> I guess sorry double eagle five became the first balloon to cross the Pacific Ocean launched this week hmm. on November 10th and that's it and on Dallas. This episode was number one in the weekly ratings. Yay! Good. Time to get Round back of up applause. There. Philip R. Allen, who played Lloyd Bettinger, was a regular on the Hardy Boy Mysteries and on the show Alice. You can kiss my grace. Love Alice. That's a show that they need to show somewhere. I love if they show. used to. When I was younger, they replayed it all the time right know, before the Jeffersons. I love that show. This episode, we learned uh, how Amy Farlow, Clayton's wife, died and have rebuilt their house. But that differs uh, with Dusty's story in later episodes. So we won't mm, go too far. I know. Of course that. it I does. I was sitting there waiting for like the rest of it, and then I remembered that the other part comes out in a couple seasons. In a couple okay, seasons. Because so I don't say then. Yeah. Okay. I know, because I was like, wait I was a minute. Like, what does it differ? But never mind. Well, he just, just, he's leaving some parts out. He's leaving parts out. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Never mind. I just clew in. <laughs> Got it. Crazy. Is that it? That's it. Should we dive right. into yeah, the Should we dive into the funky music at the beginning? Yeah. And play the funky music. Um, we <laughs> open on Bobby walking out onto the patio for Coffee, as it were, on at South Fork. Was it coffee or tea? I never determined, but it was one of oh, those Oh, it's going to be coffee. Would yeah, morning time, hopefully. They're not British. She's drinking coffee. <laughs> mm. Hot tea with milk in it. Put, put your fin- pinky finger up. Oh, I, can't do, I, I can't do that. So then Ray and Donna pull up, and they're, they're asking him about Pam. And uh, I was just like, oh, I'm on my way to see her. She's a fucking nut job. <laughs> eh, cuckoo. Eh, cuckoo. She's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So he leaves. And then Ray says uh, that Pam is the last person he would ever expect to have a breakdown. It's always the one you just don't yeah. think will. Isn't it? It's true. Isn't it? A lot of times the strong ones. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, the strong ones. The strong ones crash. And that's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when they crash, they crash hard. And then Ray, he suddenly starts wondering about having a kid. That's that's out of nowhere. It is kind of out of nowhere. Wait, he yeah. want he wants one. Like he's like, oh, what if? Yeah, he's kind of or, like, oh, I never really thought. I didn't really think of before about having a kid. I don't know, maybe. And then she's like, yeah, that'd be kind of great. You have a little cowboy a kid. running around, but, but I mean, no, not right now. No, Some, not right now. Someday. Yeah. But, so how old are they? Right how old are they supposed to be in this episode? Like around? I don't know. I'm just thirty. So Ray, thirty-five. Is, we, we figured out. Yeah, thirty-seven. No, Ray, like, Ray was like thirty-five when he was fucking Lucy, so he's like thirty-seven by now. Lord. I don't know how, how old Donna's supposed to be. I think she's a little younger because they said her age whenever yeah, she was. She with was her, she's Bobby's age. She was in. Yeah, she's Bobby's age. She was in her twenties when so she was married in, to Sam Culver. Right. On this podcast, we're not going to let you forget that Ray was banging his niece. Okay. We'll never hashtag never forget. Um, yes. So I would say she's born yeah. in probably forty nine, maybe fifty. Mm-hmm. So that would make her thirty one ish. Ish. It's so funny. So back then she was really not 30s. childbearing age, but now she's very much childbearing age. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Back then they were like twenty two to twenty five. Other than that, you're too late. Now people are having babies at forty five. So <laughs> my yeah. friend was forty. My other friend was 42, so. I took a test this week. Negative, by the way. That's why whatever you said, if you were, yeah, no, when she said she was sick on that text, I said, oh. are you pregnant? That was my very first thing. And she's like, no, you dumbass. I got COVID. <laughs> but I was like, 
the way she said it, I was like, oh my God, she's pregnant. She has a kid in high school and she's in a college. You, I have a kid in college. Can you imagine? No. Oh, I am, I am tied up and I'm burnt. If I get pregnant, I'm going to see somebody because I'm double, I'm double Josh's protected. face right now is classic, by the way. I am. Oh my I've, God, had my, I've had my tubes tied and I've had that ablation. So there is no fucking way any baby <laughs> is going to be coming out of my vagina or my stomach, whatever. Baron. Let me just say I should. I can carry a baby though. That's what's so fucking I weird. Very, if I want to be a surrogate, I can still carry one. I just can't have it. What about that news story recently about the woman that went in to have her birth control refilled and she found out she was pregnant with two sets of identical twins? Yeah, I'd kill myself probably. I'm sorry. That was awful to say. No, she has to go not. home and tell the, the father, oh, yeah, by the way, if he's the father well, of both of them. Um, the, oh, yeah, we're having – and that qualifies as a litter. It's pretty so. hard to not be the father of both of them. Yeah, I think it's like a split random. It's like one in 100,000. Basically, she too. released an egg from each side, pew, pew, and then they split. And usually whenever you ovulate, you only ovulate one side, one side. But there is a chance that that could happen. And like, again, it's like one in a hundred thousand. So if both insane. of them drop and they're, be- yeah, you are real fucking unlucky. God is punishing oh you times a thousand. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Uh, you, do? A bitch. Crazy. you must have cut somebody off, cut somebody at the grocery store and fucking not gone to church for 9,000 years. <laughs> you are fucked. That's what happened to you. And you stole somebody's parking space. Now, I feel like it goes... Josh's mouth is still open. I feel like it goes deeper than that. But true story, my aunt and uncle are 11 months apart. And that is how my grandmother found out she was pregnant again. She went to go ask about getting a diaphragm. Uh, True story, my dad and my... So about that... No, my dad and my dad and my brother are 13 months apart, which is like Irish twins, they call them Mm -hmm. or whatever. But even worse, one of my really, really good friends, she's three years older than me. She had her child on June the 11th, went for her six week checkup and she was pregnant. And the next one was born June 10th. They are exactly one year apart. Oh, my birthday. (laughs) But that's I would die. Crazy. I said, could you not wait to fuck just for a little while? I mean, she tell you not to not, because you're super fertile. No, she's not. Not ever. only that, you Apparently. don't want to. Not only that, you just. I just was like, stay away. Kid, out that same. Aren't you sore? Like, no, I, but fuck? I had a C-section and I was still like, you're still hormonal. You're get the fuck away. Don't oh touch me. Oh my God. The Panama I mean, Canal needs to heal before exactly. more ships go through. Exactly, Mr. Josh. Exactly. I just, I never. I just ugh. spit all over my computer. Okay, back Ooh, to the episode. So sorry. Oh my the God. Erie Canal on the Erie Canal. I feel Low like we're bridge. still. <laughs> I don't even know where we are. Oh, breakfast, coffee. It's not tea. Scene. We're on the first scene. <laughs> yeah, breakfast, coffee, not tea. Go. Okay. Diaphragms, condoms. Damn it. Uh, okay, so then Ellie walks out, and um, she said that Jack is on his way home from Dallas, but no one can see him because he's going to leave right away from the airport to go to South America. It's just a layover. Uh, they're, they're, because so, he's dead. They're shifting Jock around too much. He's, he's being sorry. What just happened? Because yeah. Ray wants to go there and bring him on home. Woohoo! Okay, so then we cut to um, Jr. And he wants to take a ginormous loan from three of the biggest banks in Dallas. $200 million for 30 days at 12% interest. And why does he want to do this? Because he wants to stick it to Clayton Farlow. Right. Gotcha. And the, ba- Go. the bankers are all like, are you fucking kidding me? That's a lot of money. That's insane. The, the, the three banks don't think they can, they can do more than $100 million, So they... Only $100 got, million. They found a, they found they a, fourth, a fourth partner. And guess in who West- that fourth person is? Don 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 Leland. Don Leland. Don Leland. Twirl the mustache. And he's like, he's like, Dennis Patrick, twirl that mustache. Told you I'd get you, my motherfucker. You fuck off. Dennis Patrick is the actor's name, right? Yes. I keep remembering the the blooper reel where he's like, I think it was from. Couple seasons back when they were shooting Jr. and he was he was like you know Vaughn I'm sorry he's like sorry oh shit I forgot my line and it like started giggling I don't know why I always associate him with <laughs> I that. haven't seen that because you don't I see him being that. he's like, you don't think about him being funny he like tries so hard to keep a straight face he's like sorry oh shit <laughs> and the way the eyebrows go up <laughs> yeah. when it's like Ellie's it's just, like Ellie saying fuck you just yes, don't see yeah. it coming 
the sinister. It's great. Or Barbara Bel is getting kicked out of that school in Vermont. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. I love that. Love it. So we cut to Brooktree Hospital where Ham is depressed. Uh, She's all like, I let you down. That room is very red. Like red carpet and a lot of red in there. It's a weird room. Weird for um, um, a psychiatric hospital, to be honest yeah. with you. They're supposed to have different colors that, like, change the moods and shit. Yeah. That's it's like, yeah. if I go away, you'll find someone else and someone who will give you a family. And Bobby's just like, oh, fuck. What he's just like, fuck? no, but, oh, you're, you're all the family I need. But, oh, shit, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> I got to go. Doesn't even kiss her goodbye. Just gets up and walks out. Bye. He's probably fucking weirded out and, and wants he to like is. be like, what the fuck is going on? He, he seems super weirded out. Uh, but what do you say he, to that? Like, he, must, he doesn't know. He must, think, he must think if he touches her, she'll break like a porcelain Maybe. doll. He Good job, Pam. Do. Good job, Pam. Ugh. Good job. I know. Going off the rails on the crazy train. She's okay. been there. Yeah, she has. So then we cut what? to the office and, okay, it's been like one day, and Sly is already calling Jr. Jr. Not Mr. Ewing yes. anymore. So, oh, this is the episode. This yeah. is the episode. She starts. Okay, because I was wondering when that's going to start. This she's is... she's kind of screwed up a little bit here, though. Yeah, she messed up a little bit. Jr. gives and, her a warning. And when you when you're messing up, you should not be calling him Jr. You should still be calling him Mr. Ewing. Quite frankly, maybe. But he doesn't seem to mind. He just kind of looks at her. He doesn't say anything. She looks really young in that scene, by the way. Mm. Yes. Like a baby. These like last a little episodes. baby. Larry yep. Hackman referred to her as Heidi. Like the Heidi the book type of thing. Yeah. Not yeah. As his, yeah. So, yeah, she messed up. And he's going to, like, let it slide because she's new, which is, I guess, big of him. Um, she didn't try to con. Oh, she tried to contact him at the Cattleman's Bank to let them know that Jock was only in the airport for an hour. But... The secretary said they're not putting call, calls through. But JR said, nothing's more important than my daddy. And well, did then, he tell her that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then she said, oh, Mr. Williamson called. And he said, well, get him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Some rookie mistakes from Sly. Yeah, yeah. She'll learn. She'll learn. She's, she's learning. Oh, she she's learns. She'll be learned. <laughs> oh, what Williamson said that he has more of Farlow's oil that will ship upon payment. And JR says he'll get payment by the end of the week. That was basically the thrust of that whole scene. Yeah, totally. And then we cut to Bobby's office where Mr. Faraday calls. And he wants basically money for info on Kristen's baby. $2,000. That's jump change to a Ewing. Right, yeah. Bobby's just like, all right, let's do it. And he He says he'll meet him. He has it in his wallet. He says he'll meet him at the, I don't know why he pronounced it Esplanade, um, but Esplanade Esplanade at uh, Fair Park tomorrow at 10 a.m. Come alone. Don't pull any shenanigans. No No shenanigans. shenanigans. (laughs) Shenanigans. Don't pull any shenanigans. I'm drunk. We got to Brooktree (laughs) Mental Hospital where Catherine comes to visit Pam. This is our first meeting. She's trouble. Trouble. It's a little awkward place to meet your sister. Just gonna say. Uh, yeah. And Pam's a little embarrassed by it, and Catherine's like, "Oh no, 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 no! It's totally fine. Like, uh, it's just so great to meet you." Yes, she seems so sweet and nice, isn't it? Yeah. Nice yeah. How did you come visit her? meet her there? That's creepy. Well, because I think she hadn't had a chance to meet her before Pam tried to jump off the building. Right. And she's leaving tomorrow to go back to New York. Yeah, she's leaving tomorrow to go back to New York, um, and then then Pam kind of freaks out, and she's just like, oh, but, but you can't, because I, I want to get to know you. And she's like, oh, we'll have time. And then she just kind of lays it on her. She's like, I just wanted to talk to you and find out what it was like having Mama around just when you're little. And Catherine's just like, oof. She's like, what the oof. fuck have I walked What have I walked into? <laughs> oh, shit. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, she's fucked. <laughs> Yeah. Um, then we cut to Vaughn coming to see Jr. Where he says, "Buy you a drink." So we got a drink. Yes. Oh, buy you a drink. Ugh. I feel like Vaughn still has some hard feelings about Jr. trying to ruin his life. I don't know. What do mm. you guys think? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's salty. Well, Vaughn's, salty. Vaughn's wife left. Vaughn's wife left yeah. him. 
Yeah. Because of that whole thing. I was like, oh, I can understand. I'm like, dude, no. Don't even go. Like, you, you like, defeated this guy. You drove your wife away, JR. He didn't intentionally drive his wife away. You guys are not the same. You are not the same. Yeah. You're both sinister, I mean, but you're not the same. Vaughn's like, well, I don't know, Jr. You're not much of a friend, but we're, you know, <laughs> no shit, not really? Yeah, really? Hmm. Hey, Academic hey, really? material. <laughs> you, you you roll the dice. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You know, Vaughn, you almost lost. So you know, but I got you the money in the end, didn't I? Mm. Didn't I? Get you, didn't I take oh, care yeah. of you? Oh yeah. Look on the in a roundabout side. way. A roundabout yeah. way. And he's just kind of like. Sort of buys it. He's like, uh, I guess money. All right. Maybe. JR says, give me 24 hours to make it convince you that it's worth your while to back this loan. Yep. Oh, JR, you better come up with something real spectacular. <laughs> yeah, that's a creepy. Like, I can see it's like Skeletor again. <laughs> yeah, Skeletor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, so Dave Culver's visiting South Fork, um, and he's basically come, I guess, to explain where Jock is and what's going on. Dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh God, God, he's coming out. <laughs> sorry. Not yet. Dead. He's not dead yet. Spoiler. No. Spoiler. Why would you say Jock is dead? He's, he's away on business. What, what's the matter with you? Lord, he's mercy. in the Far East. In the, in the forest. <laughs> Oh my God! They say so basically nine thousand times. Basically, they say that uh, Jock has gone down to South America to help them tap the oil and set up the oil industry, and it's just like the old wildcatting days. And tap that. This, this, this is where it gets funny because Dave asked Jr. if he would like to go down, and Jr. said, "Well, no. Someone's going to mind the store because last time my daddy and I." let someone else mind the store. We trusted it to an amateur and they almost cost us the company, which is a load of crap because Bobby got a refinery. <laughs> he got a refinery. Got a refinery. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> he got a refinery. And once again, we have to drink because Ellie breaks it up by saying we should go into dinner. Oh, break it up. Uh Oh, <laughs> what's next is the next is another scene back in the new set of the kitchen. Uh, when Ellie comes to get Donna to go, or Donna comes to get Ellie to go shopping. Why are they doing so many kitchen scenes? Because they have a front fancy new kitchen. So because they have a new set, they're, gotcha. they're getting, they're, the budget. The budget is growing. Gotcha. But, uh, here's the funny thing: Ellie's looking for new recipes because with. Jock and uh, now in South America, Sue Ellen and Pam gone. Everyone just seems to wander in when they want. Uh, so, yeah. so it's Sue Ellen and Pam that kept everybody at the dinner table. I guess I don't know. And okay, when did Miss Ellie become the person who makes dinners? Because she's like, I'm finding new recipes, and I'm like, I thought that I was thought, Teresa. Like, it's Teresa she's, cooking. What are you doing? She's finding new recipes to give to Teresa. <laughs> or Teresa, maybe. But, Teresa. Okay. Sure. So they're, they're going to be going furniture shopping for, uh, for Pam. Pam's room. What? what? It doesn't with, make any sense to me. With Wait, recommendations from Pam? Pam's crazy room. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Is that how, what? How, do, you, do you want to take recommendations for furniture from someone that's in a psycho ward? But why are you getting her furniture for a psycho ward? You're paying a lot of money to have her there. They furnish it. Why are we changing her bedroom? Like, was she in the middle? We this was never make brought it up before. Comfortable for her. Comfortable, because that room is too damn yellow. That doesn't matter. It's that's I guess that's it's eighty one. It was that was the seventies. Maybe this is the eighties. I don't know, but I just think it's weird. Yeah, it's it, very it, weird. It is weird. What was weird was the room that the uh, the guzzler stayed in with the uh, that looked <laughs> yes. like the Hawaii, like a tropical jungle with the palm trees yes, and the yes. plants that everywhere. Was terrible. Yes. I'm so glad it's gone. Yeah, they really put a lot of plants in all the offices on the show. Do you notice that? Yeah, they do. Like, it's the eighties. <laughs> That's the excuse for everything. Yeah, it's, it's the eighties. It's the eighties. Whatever. Yellow, it's fine. orange plants, shoulder pads. And we'll yeah, use the eighties. Eighties days in the eighties. Hmm. We'll use extra special effects. Because we can. Because the 80s. Yeah. Just yeah. like a music video from the 80s. Yeah. Take on me. 
Ellie <laughs> senses that something is not right between Donna and Ray. And Donna's like... And it comes out as Ellie is talking about how with Jockaway, she she doesn't... Jockaway. Isn't dependent upon him, but she she shares a life with him. Because no shit. Okay, this... That's her husband. No shit. This is a... It's a very deep monologue. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, and she she called it their their she referred to their fight uh, as uh, stupid the the one that they had just had before they went on their honeymoon. So I, I guess so, but also I think that you had valid concerns, Ellie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you totally had the right to stand up for yourself because Jock was being a dick. That's right. Yep. So. He was being a ding 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 ding. Bing 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 bing. bing. Drink drink. Trash. Dick. Trash. <laughs> Yeah, and Donna says that she's concerned that Ray is trying to measure up to her and the Ewings. And she needs right. to get out of this damn house and go shopping. Right. Yep. Because that's apparently what you it's apparently what you and women do is they go shopping. That was sexist, yeah. Josh. But that's what a lot of the Ewing women were doing back then. They were going Ugh. shopping. Yes. There was there was a lot of shopping. Yeah. There was. I mean, was if I could afford it, I probably would too. Bitches be shopping, I guess. On <laughs> bitches <Dallas>. be shopping. <laughs> bitches be shopping. Um, so we go to a restaurant. Do we know which restaurant this is? By the way, I couldn't figure it out. It, is it just random I, restaurant? I think it was random. I, I, or did it say, say restaurant? It didn't have, I just didn't. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Okay, so it's a restaurant, and uh, Vaughn meets with Lloyd. From Alice. Um, and they're having... Yeah, they're having a uh, liquid lunch of whiskey. Mm. Yes. Lloyd now works for, we get it in the name of another oil company in the area, Five State Petroleum. But Vaughn wants information. He wants him to... Predictions. Gage, yeah. He wants him to pull his, Karnak, put his Karnak hat on and... And he's basically like, what's your predictions? I don't know. Like, he's an astrologer. And he's like, I don't really do that anymore. But if I did, I'd say it looks great. Except for the short term. Right. Right. For for 10 to 15 days, you're stable. Then it's going to dive. And then eventually it will rebound. So if somebody were sitting on, say, 5 million barrels of oil in 30 days. Because that's pretty much anything in the steel and oil industry. It's going to go down, it's going to rebound, well, and you're going to make a fortune. I would say that person could put their company out of business or go to the poorhouse. That's right. what Lloyd says. Like basically, if you're hoarding oil right now, you have to be able to do it and keep it for like a year to make money. Right. And then you'll be fine. But in the meantime, you have to be the, able the to mustache. sit there on it and not make any money. Many, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, for the, sure. The sinister, uh, non-existent mustache twirl comes in. Yeah, he totally is like evil grin. He's like, Rrr. Really? And then he asks for a phone to call JR for a meeting. Does it have a long cord on it? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. These, these long cords, what, I think they just pulled it from the next table, another table over. It's fucking there, weird. So somebody, yeah. else, so weird. somebody else must have been making phone calls. I guess. Let me get your phone. I wonder how many of the waitresses, or, or do they have special training to step over phone cords in that oh, restaurant? Oh, that's totally part of their training. Yes, yeah. of course. And he calls her honey. Ugh. Of course he does. Of yeah. course he does. Call me honey and see what happens. There you go. Drink. Ugh. Okay, so then we cut to Bobby. He's meeting Faraday, and there's a little, we start on like a little thing that says it was like fairgrounds. And yeah. I want to know where this is in Dallas. So I want to see that next time we go. Little location tour. Write that down and we'll that's look. One of my we'll suge- go that's one of my suggestions for the new owners. They should set up a Ooh. tourism thing where they I do, wonder. where they do arrange tours of all of the, a lot of the filming locations in the area. So we have some Instagram. Uh, followers and we follow them and I, uh, I I'm gonna butcher their Instagram handle because I've had a couple of Mike's Hard Lemonades but it's called like our 80s life sorry guys you're gonna hate me um, but I, I'll post I'll actually post you guys in the show notes you have, they have a great Instagram where they do um, like locations yes. for shows and they do a lot of Dallas locations they have a little YouTube channel they have Instagram and I wonder oh. if they've done this one guys if you're listening Show us this location. Please po- please great. post yeah, it. If you haven't already. Mary, post it because yeah. I found it one day Show. and I, I saw it. I could never find it again. And I don't know why. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, definitely post yeah. it. Uh, they're awesome. Instead, yeah. of, instead of show me the money, show me the location. 
Show me the location. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, it was a fairground. Was, and so... What, was there, like, a little body, like, a strip of water behind them uh, from what I... Yeah, I think there was. A little, like, something. That reminded me of a, a similar location where, um, I think it was JR and maybe April had a scene. Oh, it's very here. possible. Because they reuse yeah. the same locations all the time. Yeah. Just, they yes. have different places, but they're not... Because how, how big is Dallas and how many places right. can you go? It's so small when you go there. Uh, and Bobby's just kind of like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's Kristen's boyfriend. But he's basically like, I was her lover. That was her lover. I was her, I was okay. I was her lover. I was her <laughs> okay. supplier. Yeah. <laughs> Mustachioed guy. Um, Mr. Faraday. <laughs> and he's, he was taking care of the baby while she was in Dallas and when she died. And that's scary. And basically, and he's tired of taking care of the baby and supporting the baby. And he's like, I want the act. I want you should. Kristen basically said, I could trust you and I'm going to have you find the dad and take and care of it. Bobby buys the information and it's checks and a birth certificate, but we don't see who wrote the checks in this We don't see who wrote the checks, but we do see the front of the birth certificate, and it says Christopher Shepard, who was born June 8th, 1981. So we know Christopher's birthday now. Oh, so he's he just turned 41 in real life. Then. He just turned 41, yep. In yes. real life? Yep. No, in <laughs> real life. In real Dallas but life. In real life, he's yes. my age, though, right? Which yeah. one? Josh oh, that. Oh, okay. Christopher number two out of four. Yes, but he's my yes. age in real life, right? We're born like the same he's day. Exactly your age. Yeah, uh, same, same day. As I same was year. born early. I was born three twenty three a.m. What time zone though? There could Central. be a time zone thing going on. We'll see. No, no, no. I was born Eastern. I was in Maryland. I was born in Maryland, so I was Eastern. Oh, that's oh. right. Holy shit! That's right. I never thought Ma- about that. Ma- Ma- Maryland. Maryland. Yes. Maryland. It's my yes. land. I own it. Yeah. This land is our land. This land is Mary's land. Bobby seems shocked by the contents, by the way. He's just like, <gasps> he's taken aback by it. Who is this and, person that he's looking for? Who is yeah. this? So then Punk uh, tells Ray that he's leaving to go join Jock in South America. And, yeah, he is. And that's at Madison's restaurant. Yeah, 1230. And. And Madison's 1230. Oh, God. Madison's 1230. <laughs> and he's leaving Ray alone on their deal. If you look, Clint, Clint uh, Ogden is in the background uh, sitting at a... No. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there sad. Right. It's swelling. It's swelling. What the fuck's going on? Oh, Jesus. That's on creepy. woman. Come here. I'm a man. Come here. Sorry. Speaking of creepy, uh, in the next scene, JR... Tells Afton he wants her to perform. And but, she's but wait, not uh, on the same page. <laughs> Ray, Ray wants to go in on that deal by himself, by the way. He won't, needs 48 hours to hash it out. Wait, per, right. perform what? A singing opera or a sexual? Oh, sex shit. Well, I she's, know. and then, because he's basically like, it's all the same thing. And she's kind of like, but it's really not. But um, no. okay. Oh. And then, then he's talking. And he's talking about a recording contract. Yeah, how well did that work for Garnet McGee? Well, I was say recording contract so I can you have your vagina, them. and then I don't give you anything. You're a dumbass. Right. And he's basically like, "You take care of the banker, and I'll take care of you." Which is just, ugh, oh god, gross. After you give your JJ to the banker, <laughs> let him open your account. I'm sorry. <laughs> Of course, it's Von Leland who comes over, who just looks old as the fucking crypt keeper next to Afton. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and then he comes over. He takes a scotch neat, though, which, you know, means he's my kind of guy. Right, right. Um, but uh, he's just yeah, also but, so but gross. But do you perform, because, uh, perform for him? No, fuck no. Want to <laughs> no. Jesus Christ, Josh. Nothing. Ew. No. What is wrong? Uh, so, so he's not your type of guy then. He is not my type. <laughs> not. Neat, neat scotch or not. That's my point. He's not your type of guy. He does say, yes. Neat scotch or not. He's not my type of guy. Uh, but the, there is an older gentleman in this episode coming up where I all of a sudden realize that I think he's attractive. 
Okay, but I'm going to come to it later. Uh, oh, actually, um, okay, ne- never mind. It's the next scene. Okay. And you're talking uh, to Dr. Waring, right? No, just- <laughs> no, no, actually, it, this actually transitions well. Uh, uh, it's the next scene, and it's Clayton. And um, I in this scene, I was like, Clayton's a really handsome man. He's a really handsome man. I don't know. He has a mustache, but he doesn't twirl it. Yeah, and I'm not, not a, I'm not like a facial hair type of gal usually, but I don't know. Clayton wears it well. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Ellen is riding her horse, and then she comes upon Clayton looking out. Facial hair is gross, but anyway. Over the skyline. Yeah, I'm not a facial hair kind of gal, but um, and yeah, so Clayton's just looking over yonder. And, trees um, in the pasture in the yeah, distance. Yeah, so trees in the pasture. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, and then, so he says that the house where Dusty was born had been right there, and he often comes to look at that land. And she's like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that." But then he goes into a very sad story. I tore it down brick by brick. All in all, you're just another brick in the wall. <laughs> and he did it because his wife Amy died there. Oh, it's sad. And he was away on a ref- at the refineries, and Dusty was on the rodeo circuit. And he just couldn't bear to. There should be some melancholy, sad music in the background. Yeah, there should be. Yeah. Um, so then he just basically says that um, Sue Ellen's like the best thing that's happened to Dusty. And he's really glad that she's there for him. And then she says that she's really happy. And I don't know. Everyone's just kind of happy. If you're happy and you know it, drink some beer. Woo, boo. Um, <laughs> I put Clayton staring into the abyss. And then I went, cicadas? I swore, or crickets. I, I heard like some kind of chirping bug behind, behind. It would probably be crickets. Behind Linda Gray. I would guess. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like dust when when the cicadas come out, but it, it was it was what they call the gloaming. Mm-hmm. It was Jiminy Cricket, her conscience. The gloaming. Uh, anyway, so then we got to uh, Rebecca and Catherine are going to Cliff's office so Catherine could say goodbye to Cliff because she's heading back to New York City. For and, her um, television journalism career, New York City, New York City. Yes, because that's where the um, that's where the news is. I guess she says that's that's not where paste picante sauce is made. I bet she's not even right. in the news. I bet it's all a hoax. I don't know. <laughs> Rebecca wants Catherine to stay, but Catherine said there are no opportunities in Dallas. She would like to stay and get you know to help out with Pam, mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. understands why. She said she can understand why Pam was attracted to Bobby. Okay. One weird comment to make about your newly found brother-in-law, but when did she meet Bobby or see a picture of Bobby? When did that happen? Because if they skipped Catherine meeting Bobby, I am pissed. Because what the fuck? That's a moment that we should have had. Yes. On screen. On screen. Yes. Did they? On screen. No, we didn't see it. She's just all of a sudden like, I can see why Pam fell in love with Bobby. And you're like, wait, but when did that happen? Do you think she just saw like a picture? Maybe. Maybe. Why don't we just assume that she saw a picture? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so Pam thinks that Bobby's handsome, I guess. And he is. So, all right. But weird just comment to make, Catherine. And Cliff... Doesn't want to run into a Ewing at the at Rebecca's yeah, like, of course, like, I, don't, drama. I don't want to hear all that garbage. Oh, don't stop <laughs> going there. Right. Yeah. And then and all then of a sudden, Catherine's like, what? Do you redecorate? It looks different in here. Yeah, where's the oak like, yeah. chest? Where's my daddy's oak chest? Yeah, he's like, I don't, I moved it out because it's really cluttered. And then she's like, but it was just so beautiful. And he's like, well, you can have it. It's just in storage. If you Do you want it? She's like, no. But I just, why wouldn't you have it in here? He's like, because I didn't want it. I don't know. What? It's a little. Uh, yeah, it's a little <sighs> weird. And then, then they just leave. And then Cliff is just like, okay, what just happened? <laughs> I've got one crazy sister, Dwight. Catherine Joy. was being petty AF. Spoiler alert, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, you moved this this old like cedar chest. Like, what the fuck? You know, what, what is that thing she said that I was like, oof. Uh, s- some reference she made to, oh, I can't remember. It, it was something about, uh, it had to do with her father's 
stuff, like not being in Cliff's office anymore. And it had she made some subtle dig at him about like the family aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she she ma- she's keep she yeah. keeps making little little things little like things. oh this was my father's and oh and now you're, you're rep- here you're oh. you're, re- you're replacing him and it's and like it's almost she's like having issues he, with it. he didn't really I don't know if he really caught on but he's like I didn't get rid of it it's in the storeroom it's yours yeah and she's like right, you can have it if you mm-hmm. want and she's just like no that's not the point it's like you moved it and he's like oh and maybe, maybe this office looks different because the last time I was in here I was three feet high three years old and it was yeah right. three feet and it's high like, so something. if you haven't been there in like twenty. Five years, like one, you can't really complain, but okay. Yeah. It would anyway. And she went that long without going to her father's office? Right. Uh, well, it was because it was his first office, right? Because he moved up. But still, though, oh, I mean, if it's yeah. that important to you, then obviously you remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, a lot of people I know have been to their parents' office. A lot more than that. Right, that, I mean, that for sure. Yeah. yeah. But she was yeah. probably away in schools and stuff like that. So. Right, right, right. She's, yeah. Jr. 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 He's pissed that Franklin hasn't moved uh, the money yet, and Franklin's waiting on Vaughn Leland. <laughs> um, that twist. And he wants the money to go into a an account separate from the UN cash reserves. Right, which is a little sus. Yep. Yeah. Just a little. Just a little bit. But so JR is just like, eh, you worry too much. And walks out, kind of smiles, walks out. Then we cut to Pam in therapy. Oof, this scene. Uh, this is a scene. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she really doesn't think that um, she should be there and that she's, obviously, she thinks she's wasting. Yeah. May, I call, like, oh. may I call you, may I call oh, you, that's Dagmar, called denial. Uh, her time. Denial. That, that ain't just a river in yes. Egypt. Oh, my God. And she's just like, because, you know, nothing's really wrong with me. I was just in a mood before. It's fine. A it's mood? Fine. What and, the fuck? And then, and then the, pa- the therapist is like, what would you say was wrong, though? She's and, doing her therapy, therapy digging. She's asking right. the questions and doing her job. And then Pam just like word vomits. She's just like, uh, you know, I don't think it was anything. And then v- word vomit. Oh, the childhood abandonment trauma. Oh, boy. <laughs> it all spills John. out. John, John, it was, uh, John Ross. I was taking care of John Ross. Who's John Ross? It's, it's my nephew, Sue Ellen's son. Oh, and then he's he's gone now. And, and um, yeah, because... Sue Ellen's gone, and she t- she has him, and I have nothing. I'm empty, and uh, then my mother. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. She said she thought finding her mom would help sort of like fill that void that she was feeling, but then it didn't, and it seems like it almost kind of made it worse because I feel like it's bringing more out, right? She's making her face those feelings, and now she's like, "Well, I feel like having a kid will help it," and then the doctor's like, that- "Well, what if?" Like having a kid won't. What if uh, having a kid won't fill it? And then she's like, "Well, then I guess there's nothing there's no, left for me." Then that's no sad. Point. Bye. No point. No point. No point in what? There's no point in living. Living. Oh, yeah, Doesn't she also so ba- bring up that uh, she was sad when when her husband came? She's like, "Well, your husband came to see you, and like you were sad after that, didn't she? Didn't she?" She's that? like, "That's what she's like. I was just in a mood." Yeah, mm. it's like. Obviously, your mood has to do with Bobby. <laughs> yeah, has a little something yeah. to do with that. Yeah, and speaking of Bobby, he we we get our first look at the. He's trying to get a hold of the baby's father, and the uh, baby's father. The secretary for this person is you no, know, he's not here. Blah blah blah. And we finally get a first look at who signed that check. Jordan Lee. Not what I was expecting. No. No. Nope, nope, nope. All right, so then we cut to Lucy arriving at a party at a very familiar-looking house. With Scott. With Scott, yes. And then, you know, we're walk- she has a date, another uh, blonde, preppy-looking dude. What is she dude. doing? I don't know. I'm going to punch her out. 
It's obviously this is obviously Dr. Waring's house, and like so. Then they explain that it's really complicated because they're like, this is a party for somebody, 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 and we're at Sandy's dad's place. Okay, and Lucy knows Sandy, and Lucy apparently knows Dr. Waring because she sees who does she see across the way on the way to the tennis court? She sees Mitch talking to Dr. Waring, Sandy's oh, father. Oh my. Mitchell, what are you doing here? You don't do these fancy rich people things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's really confused. And then the doctor's like, wait, do you, That's do you know my each wife. other? And she's like, oh, a little bit. Yeah, we're married. And he's just like, oh, sh- you're that Cooper. Oh, that is awkward. And he's like, I can't go by. Oops. Uh, I can't go. And Scott ends up with Shelly or whatever her name is. Over <laughs> Scott's the, just yeah. like, wait, her husband's uh, here? Okay, that's super <laughs> awkward. <laughs> oops. But Mitch catches Lucy up on the fact that he's going to probably do the plastics and he's going to stay in mm-hmm. Dallas. and mm-hmm. Which would totally piss me off at everything you put her through. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Eh. But eh, I guess he's trying, I guess. I don't know. He's right. trying it. Yeah, and then they walk away arm in arm or something like that. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. And then we cut to Ray, and he's mad at a calculator. I don't know. And then Don, <laughs> Math is Don is trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Don is, like, trying to talk to him, and he's just, like, not even paying attention. In in her nightshirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Donna's getting some sexy clothing. Yeah, <laughs> sexy. And then, but Ray doesn't even notice, and he's just like, "Yeah, I wish someone else would come out. Someone else would have come on this deal." Blah blah blah. So Donna's just like, "Oh well, I know someone who could go in that deal with you." And um, you know what? Why, why don't she's trying to like hint it? And he's not taking the hint. And then finally, she's like, "It's me. It's me. I'm the person who should go in the deal with you." And he's just like, "Eh." But you have a vagina, and a vagina. I don't know. Like I'm married to that vagina, and uh, I don't think that women do, do that. That just makes do, me feel do, awkward. Do vajayjays and business mix? Um, yeah, it's just like I don't. That somehow makes my dick feel small. Cause, uh, <laughs> and, um, oh Jesus! I don't know. God damn Ray. She, God damn it, she, Ray. Damn it, Ray. She finally breaks him down to go in the Walter Shear and deal with him. Right. As she, a silent she, partner. She, he's he, just like, he, can, he can keep an eye on her Jesus. all the time. Because she's, he's like, she's like, I have, you know, we have money. He's like, your money. And she's like, our money. Which is like, Ray, you didn't have a problem taking her money last time. And now all of a sudden it's a deal, big deal. Like, make up your mind. It's a big deal because she knows about it now. She knows about it, and she had to say, oh, Ray. I want to beat his ass. God, what the fuck? Yes, ring that bell, bell bitch. Ring that bell. bell. <laughs> yeah, anyway. This Ray. time, the helicopter arrives at so- Southern Cross only with Ellie on it. That's Clayton. Thank God. But she, she's got a nice race car in there from Jock. Mm-hmm. And she, she meets with Sue Ellen, John Ross, and Clayton. I was surprised they let her come back yeah. after the last shenanigan. Like, how do they know, know she wasn't going to, like, try to, like, do anything? I mean, that wasn't her fault, but. I feel like she, and there she was must nobody have sent with, a follow-up, like, I'm sorry card. Yeah, some roses. There were no ranch hands with guns. There were no, nobody was with no, guns yeah, No ranch hands with guns this time, thank God. I'm, and I'm surprised Clayton hadn't been asked to go down to South America. Yeah, that is weird, actually. Yeah. Although, is Farlow more in refineries than actual drilling? I think so. I think he used to do Wildcat, and now it's he does refineries. Refineries, come on. Refineries. Refineries. <laughs> but Dusty comes over and says, uh, pulls Clayton aside and says, they, the Williamson shipment didn't arrive. Oh, that's weird. So hmm. they've got to go figure out. Where it went? What happened to it? Something's going on with the oil. And then we cut to night nightfall. So obviously they uh, must have spent the rest of the afternoon into the night trying to figure this out because we never got a follow up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they just left Sue Ellen and Ellie and John Ross there with the car. With the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're not there. And, and no, no, JR's not there to make Ellie put John Ross on the helicopter this time. So. That's true. It's fine. It's fine. No, not yeah. worried. 
Okay, so then Vaughn comes to finalize the deal with JR. (laughs) And (sighs) motherfucker complains that Afton was cool to him. And Jared's like, she was cool, huh? And they don't mean cool like she was cool. Nope, nope. She was cool in that she didn't cold. put out, I guess. Mm. You're as cold as ice. Yeah, she knows the Vaughn, I guess. She doesn't have to. Yeah, she does not have to. But I get Vaughn thought that was what was going on. He thought I was getting a BJ. Ugh. Didn't happen. Yeah, he, he was not uh, digging into her account. <laughs> nope. No. Ugh. So anyway, Vaughn is like, he just wants Jr. to understand. He's like, I just, like, I'm in, count me in. I just want you to know that if in 30 days you, I don't get payment, then, like, shit's going to hit the fan just so you know, like, I don't, I might have to, like, foreclose on you if you don't give me the money. Jr. isn't concerned, that, though. That loan is due anytime after 30 days. Jr. said. Before 30 days. Because at 30 days, I believe, is when it's due, right? Right. That loan is, he can call it in any time after 30 days. Okay. Yeah. 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 And JR said, well, no, if if it goes belly up, you don't, you and oil, and I'd, I'd end up working for I, you. I'd work for you. Hmm. And then he had, they both have a weird look on their face as we freeze frame on JR. We should have had a split screen of matching grins. We should have, because they both think they have each other. Whoops. Uh, by, by the co-jones. Yeah. Cojones. And scene. And scene. Okay. I give this 4.4 bourbons, because, like, it was a fine episode, but there was nothing that really caught my eye too much. It was, I mean, I don't have complaints, really. It just wasn't super amazing. And uh, so 4.4 bourbons and a scotch neat. I'm going to give it a 4.25 and uh, some new furniture for Pam, Pam's dumbass. <laughs> nice. Furniture Very for nice. Pam's dumbass. Not the rest of her, just her dumbass. Yeah. Dumbass fucking room. Yeah. Why do you want to get new furniture for your psych room? Right. Like get better and get out. Like that shit can wait a little bit. Other things are going on. And maybe she might want the comfort of her old stuff. Yeah. And okay. Ben, I agree with the 4-4. It was more of a procedural episode, as I call it. Uh, yeah, procedural, for sure. So just kind of things are happening, things are moving forward, but nothing outstanding. And I'm going to step outside and in honor of the news, I'm going to give it new new owners of South Fork. Nice! I am going to give it a, a 4.35, just, just to be different. <laughs> and Just to be different. Just to be different. And... I'll be generous this way and give it one hundred million dollars. One hundred million dollars. One hundred million dollars. Uh, anyway, well, thanks guys for joining us this week. Um, as always, we really appreciate you doing that. And um, we have released some more chapters from our book club that is on there. I just put yeah. a bunch of outtakes from the last few episodes. Uh, on our Patreon. So if you have Ewing if, erotica. If some, Ewing erotica. Ewing erotica. And some we we had to Aye. censor some really fucking terrible racist language from the book because it was really, really like worse than I thought it would be. It's terrible. So we like so <laughs> so bad. But um I you know it's kind of other than that, kind of a fun ride, I guess. I don't know. We're at the point where Ellie and Jack get married. So that's a thing. So, um, yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, check it out. If it doesn't, you can spend your money on other things. We're not here to judge. Bourbon. Um, Jim Jim Davis Fund. (laughs) Go buy yourself a scotch neat. And again, again, a welcome to uh, Refined uh, Hospitality Concepts, uh, the new management team at South Fork Ranch. Yes, and I'm so excited that it's saved because that would be such a heartbreak. And there's been so much heartbreak lately. I don't, I just, uh, as I, as I said, you just had to, had to keep the faith. Just yes. Keep the faith. Um, so we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye y'all. Y'all come back now. You hear? Roy. 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 Roy.
too. She sounds like she's saying rye, rye like rye bread. Yeah, rye. Donna was rye? sitting there just going yeah, rye, and he wasn't even looking at her. Not. He's mad at his calculator. I'm telling you. His wife is wearing like a, a, a sexy nighty shirt, and he's not even looking at her. Next on Dallas. What is it, Dan? You found out what's happened to the shipments of crude? My crew's been bought up and diverted. This birth certificate means Kristen had a baby. Bobby, that girl was fooling around with maybe a dozen guys. Including you? I flew in early this morning to try to find out exactly what you hope to accomplish by shutting down Farlow Refineries. Perhaps you ought to be a little more concerned about our son. Send it back home where he belongs. Daddy, when you get home, John Ross will be here. And we'll just be one big happy family again.